Happy New Year. It's Joy and Claire. <laughs> the first episode of 2024. We're recording this a little bit early, but when you hear this, it will be my 10th wedding anniversary. Oh my gosh, 10 years. I know. Can you believe it's been that long? I can and I can't. I always feel like that when I, whenever I have have that feeling of, I can't believe it's Christmas. I can't believe it's New Year's. I always think of that thing where it's like, isn't that weird that time happens? But it really is like, (laughs) it still kind of freaks me out. Like I remember going to your wedding. Mm -hmm. I remember driving in the blizzard to Boulder. Scott and I were like, you know, defying death in the car on the way to Boulder because it was, it was bad. It was bad. We didn't think we'd make it. I was like, well, hopefully our car makes it. It snowed a lot on our wedding, and um, famously, the only time we've ever missed a podcast episode was uh, the week of my wedding. So, famously, happy famously. 10 year anniversary to our only missed podcast episode. Yeah, <laughs> in eleven years. Yeah, so we're recording this early because you are. When this drops, you'll be yeah. on vacation, which I'm very excited. We're going is to Costa Rica. so fun. I've been talking about it for months and months. We've never done a trip like this with the kids or or like really at all um really since like our honeymoon we haven't done just like a beach vacation so i'm really really excited hopefully i won't get too sunburned hopefully i will get to eat so much fruit i'm really excited about plants um and this would be a good time like old apples like i've been eating (laughs) the last two months (laughs) this will be a good time to watch our stories because you'll be posting a lot of photos and we'll all be jealous because those of us in the colder areas are just dreaming of a beach it's gonna be cold it's true but so as we often do when we pre-record a couple episodes we're gonna do some q a today but first of all we could talk about new year's stuff for a sec did you decide on any resolution frameworks you know, I've been talking a lot with some people about doing another vision board. Um, who was I? T- oh, I was talking to a friend at work because she's like, oh, I need to add to my picture box or something like that. So she has this whole box of pictures that she just like keeps for when she wants to do another vision board. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's such a great idea. I should start doing that of at least like instead of putting the pressure on myself to like do this grand vision board, just like start with collecting pictures of things. I saw that you can do it on Canva, the website we use for our little pictures for our our episodes. Um, You can create a million things on Canva, not an ad, but I was just on there and I was like, wow, you can create a ton of things on Canva. So they have a digital one. So maybe that's something I'll use. I can't really decide yet, but that's something that I was like, Ooh, I might try to do that. Like just make a picture box. Like a little craft. Totally. And, and doable, you know, like it's kind of doable. So that's something that I've been um, thinking about. We postponed our trip to Westcliff um, mm-hmm. because they got a ton of snow in the area that where they live. Or there was like a chance of getting a ton of snow and we just didn't want to get trapped on the drive back because this is not like a highly trafficked highway where like the roads clear quickly after it snows it's pretty rural and there's a lot of switchbacks and it is like so terrifies me to drive it whenever there's like a tiny bit of snow even so we just decided to postpone it till new year's eve weekend so we're going to be uh at my parents house on new year's eve which it's kind of fun because I don't think I've spent New Year's Eve with my parents in a long time. So I'm sure we'll be doing some fun Ronnie Z project to ring in 2024, which feels appropriate and exactly what I want to do. What about you? That does sound very fun. I am doing a 24 and 24 list. I was going to do the 36 and 36, 20, 36 birthday. And I was like, this is too many things. Um, But I have also heard... I know there's this whole other podcast. What's it called? Happier in Hollywood, something like that. And they do, like, all of their people do this list. So this is not, you, you know, 
tons of people are doing this. But there's another version of it where you maybe if you like want to make a bigger list, you say like, okay, well, maybe I'm going to do 30 things, but then throughout the year, I'll complete 24 of them. If you just like can't narrow it down. I'm not that type of gal. I can narrow it down. But if you're the type of person who can't narrow it down, then that's fine. So I have, and you know, I read some of them already a couple weeks ago, but uh, let's see if I've add any, added anything. Oh, that's my grocery list. Okay. Oh, I'm going to not try to buy any new clothes. That's Ooh, I like my that. new one. Yeah, I've been having that same vibe lately where yeah. like buying new stuff is kind of like it's boring me a little bit where I've been draw- having this draw to go to thrift shops or antique stores more of just like even for home stuff. Yeah, I mean like I'm not going to spend money on clothes. At like, all, even not even used even clothes. Thrifted, yeah. Oh, okay. I will. So I do have a um, an exception here for free stuff because I get a lot of free clothes from work. So I have a, that's going to be my giant gaping loophole. Is like if you get f- something for free at work, it's still you can still <laughs> giant gaping loophole, which is true. <laughs> yeah. And then I decided like if I need to replace something, it's okay that like if I have something that is in my rotation that like becomes unwearable, I can like, for example, like I have one pair of black jeans that I love that don't have a lot of life left in them. So like if this is the year that they give up the ghost, then I can replace them. Yeah. That's a good one. But it it needs to be like a real clear like replacement. Mm -hmm. So that is, I have so many clothes. Like I just, I don't need that many clothes. In fact, I just got rid of an entire trash bag of like pants that I just really didn't need. Mm-hmm. And I was never wearing them. And my drawers were like bursting at the seams. I, was like, I, I know. Whenever drawers are bursting at the seams, I'm like, this is this is silly. There's just it's no need to have this many clothes. Like Scott is guilty of doing that or his... <laughs> his drawers burst at the seams and I'm like you gotta get rid of some of these Lululemon shorts dude like he's he loves his Lulu shorts he loves his workout gear and uh so he'll all often have to do that with him so so the new thing too is not new but I've been doing this this year is I schedule regular pickups from the vet the veterans of America because they'll just come to your house and pick up stuff um, to donate to veterans of America so I constantly get on the rotation to that and so that scheduled date reminds me that I have to like Mm -hmm. get stuff together to put outside because they will they will leave you messages if you don't leave stuff outside it's like I mean obviously you're these are volunteers coming to your house to pick something up if you don't have something out there waiting for them that's on you. Like you deserve that nasty gram. So yeah, so that's been a really good thing. And then I've also been, um, there's like this recycle us, those bins that are around the state where you can just drop off clothing and they, they will recycle them, um, or reuse them. So that's something else that I was, I was doing the four days earlier this year, but I found that it was just like, it was a little, it's not labor intensive, but it's just when there's a drop box right down the street where I can just drop off recycle to recycle clothes. That's something else that I want to continue doing in the in the new year. It, it keeps my mind going of like, oh, don't throw this old these old socks or whatever away because you can recycle them. And I'm really trying to be more mindful of that. So I like your resolution of also not buying new clothes because, I mean, that's a that's a really good one. It really makes you evaluate like, do you totally. do you really like need that extra pair of pants? Do you need another yeah. color of Lululemon leggings? Since I've started working, like, since I technically, you know, I work in the apparel industry. And so people, the first year that I worked there, it didn't impact me as much with this past year. I by no means would say that I am like trendy or fashion forward, but a lot of the people I work with are. And there is like a real office culture of like, oh my gosh, where did you get those pants? Like everyone's always talking about clothing, always. And so it really caught up with me this year where I would order stuff just because someone else was wearing it. And it was like from a brand that I get a discount for. And I'd be like, well, of course I'm going to buy those pants. They're only 40 bucks. But like 40 bucks adds up, first of all. 
And second of all, it's like, okay, yeah, do I really like those are cute pants, but like, do I really need another pair of brown pants? No, no, I don't. Do you uh, remember when JK, I can't remember if he talked to you about this, or if it was like on one of our shows that we interviewed him or had him on, but he and I talked about whenever you have the because he loves t shirts, he loves graphic tees. And he's like, whenever I had the urge to buy a new graphic tee, I would just put that money into my savings account. And I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of like that with, you know, athleisure. That's I love yeah. I love some good athleisure. Just I mean, because like that 80 bucks. Directly totally, yeah. totally. And that's such a good way of just kind of like keeping track of how much you would have spent. And yeah. So we'll see that that feels like the biggest sort of like out on a limb one that's not connected to anything else. Like a lot of my other ones are like um, somebody in the chat said, Brianna said that she just got the book on pie from her secret Santa. And so her 2024 goal is to make a pie from scratch. I love that goal so much. One, I think I already talked about one of my goals is to successfully bake croissants. So I'm really excited for that project. I saw this Instagram post that's been going around and I'm sure a lot of people have seen it. It says, Every time I ask people if they do any New Year's resolutions, it's all like, oh, I don't like making them because I fail or, oh, no, I couldn't keep up with that. And then when they ask me, I tell them about Pasta Quest. I am eating as many different pasta shapes as possible in the space of a year. Or when I did Fruit Adventures, every time I saw a fruit I had never eaten before, I'd get one and eat it and read the Wikipedia article about it. And they're like, hang on, I forgot you can make a fun one. I want a fun one. And I loved that post. I was like, oh, I want to do a fun one. So I'm thinking of like, maybe I'll like try to bake a different type of cookie every month yeah, with the family or something. Totally. Like so if you have any good ideas for fun ones. Megan says pet more dogs. That's a great one. You know, one of my friends who's a puppy raiser, Kim, shout out to Kim. You're amazing. She has this, I think I'm going to start doing this in 2020. I mean, I could do this today, but I'm just thinking in terms of like starting off the new year is she leaves a basket of individually wrapped like pretzels or cookies or treats and bottled waters out on her porch for delivery drivers because we are just such a delivery driver society and they they work so hard, especially this time of year, but they're always working so hard. Anytime I see like the FedEx person or the mail person or Amazon, I am just always like waving at them. I'm just like, that just has to be such a hard job. So I think I might do that of just putting a little crate out of just like, thank you, delivery drivers, or just some type of like acknowledgement for the people who always are coming to your house to like just do their daily job, but don't really get the thanks in return. Not that, that, totally. that they like do it, but like, that's truly such a hard job. I know. I always think about that, like in the middle of the summer when it's a hundred degrees out and they're just like in that, you know, they, the, the doors yes. are not closed and they're getting in and out and running around and they have that like thick uniform on. Yeah. Or even like in the winter blizzards when they're just dry. I'm just, yeah, I'm always thinking of that. Yeah, Megan says pet more dogs. Petra says go to the movies more. I'm really coming to love like little seemingly sort of inconsequential resolutions where it's like, you know, what? I'm just going to motivate myself to do a fun thing more, which sounds like a great thing that we all should be doing. So maybe let us know what your like little fun thing is that you're going to do this year that you're going to do more of. Like one year I had a resolution where I got a manicure every month. And that was super I fun. I totally remember that. Was that when you were living in Denver? Yeah, it was when I was- I totally um, the, remember that. The year I was in grad school. Yeah. I got a manicure every month and it was so fun. And I like found this gal who did like this really cute nail art. I remember the I nail art. Had, yeah. yeah. I always had like these super cute little manicures. You know, it was what, maybe 50 or 60 bucks a month. It was just like doable and made me feel like I looked a little bit more put together. And yeah, it was when I was in grad school. So it like kind of gave me this little like ritual to look forward to. Something like that. I don't really want to do nails again. Although I have had a manicure now for like a month. And I yeah. do kind of love it. Yeah, I love a manicure. I have I have been really, I have fallen off the nail wagon. I used to do paint my nails all the time. 
And I just have not, I think it's puppy raising because you can't sit and let your nails dry. I mean, I go get a gel manicure. I don't like gel manicures. It gets me claustrophobic whenever I have, yeah, yeah, I can't do it. Um, So I just need to be able to take it off whenever I feel like I have that panic attack where I'm like, I need these off right now. And then like gel takes forever to remove. So I used to paint my nails more, but like sitting and having your nails dry while you have a puppy or have like dogs that need managing has not been realistic for me. Yeah, I used to love getting nails done or for a while I was getting facials every month, which I love getting a dermal Yeah, Alchemy plane. has that thing if you're in the Denver area. It's a yeah. facial membership. It's a hundred bucks a month. That feels mm-hmm. very doable. That's very I doable. I don't yeah. know about your, you know, you guys in your budget. I don't want to see right. Like right, right, right. Of course, around, yeah. Megan says, one year I did Fresh Flower Friday. I would make either a bouquet or just a few stems really made the house more lively. I love that. Just find those little things. I'm going to, I'll see if I can think of a Another one. I'll let you guys know because I really now want to do like a something fun. Yeah, maybe bake a new cookie recipe every or, or like bake a new something. But I already have two baking resolutions. Is that too many baking resolutions? No, because you love baking. <laughs> That's a great. That's true. Yeah. I do love baking. All right. Should we get started with some questions? Sure. I want to answer one that someone put in the chat right when we started. Okay. Mackenzie asked, is the Peloton tread worth it? We have the bike. It doesn't get used, but I think the tread would get used more. It totally depends on what you like to do. So we had the bike for two years. I've told that whole story. We had the tread. They recalled it. We took the chance to try the bike. Scott didn't use it. I used it because I don't mind indoor cycling. He realized that's not my thing. So we got the tread again. We sold our bike, got the tread, and I am loving it. I think before when we had the tread is when I was developing graves and I was like, oh, it's so hard to run because your body's just like running on fumes and running was not the best for my body at the time, but I still loved it. And I think what I enjoy is the variety. I like to be able to be, I like to be upright. I feel like on the bike, you just get a little more compressed and tight. Not everyone, but just that's our body type. Like Scott and I are both really tall. And so I think just biking, 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 we just get a little more tight and tense. And I was starting to get like really tight muscles. And I already have very tight muscles. I went to my Cairo the other day and she was like, man, your back is like always locked up when you come in here or like your your hips are so tight. And I'm like, yes, tell me what I don't know. I am always the person in yoga that whenever they sit in a butterfly, you know, or whatever, your legs criss- crisscross in front, applesauce, <laughs> my knees are like pointed to the sky. Like I can't like, let my, I can't relax. But I think the treadmill has just been really a lot better for both of us. Um, I like that you can do hikes. I like that you can do run walks. I like that you can do boot camps. I like that you can do runs. So I've been using it almost every single day. And I I really, really love it. And I love the instructors. So it really just depends on what you like. I say go for it. I'm a fan. What is the difference? I know that there's you can access most of the Peloton content on their app. If you have just like a regular treadmill, can you just like set up your iPad and do the runs? Yeah, you totally can. You don't need the Peloton equipment. Yeah. And they do coach it well. They they will say, the coaches will say, if you're on a Peloton tread, here's what you do. If they're on another tread. So you can get a bike and you can just set up your iPad instead of using their screen. For for us, we were just That's like, nice. it's kind of like yeah. the six, one half dozen, the other it doesn't really matter to us because the cost was pretty similar. Totally. But I'm just thinking like, yeah. oh yeah, if you go find it. I mean, there's it's so easy to find treadmills on Craigslist. The only problem is they're always like, you must pick it up. I'm like, I'm with, I am incapable of moving a treadmill. <laughs> yeah. But if you're not incapable, capable of moving a treadmill or you have a lot of friends and a very big truck. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know. Oh, Mackenzie says some treadmills are compatible with the Peloton app and will sync with it. Yeah, that's crazy. yeah. So that's good. And you know, I've gone to I use the Peloton app on my phone or my iPad whenever I'm traveling. I love their Pilates classes. Do it in the hotel room or any hotel gym. I've done Peloton runs. The thing I also really like is which I didn't think I'd like before, but I really enjoy their outdoor runs. So they do guided runs where you can just play something and they're like kind of coaching. And you could do that with any of their classes, but the outdoor runs are catered because they know you're running outdoors and they'll be like, okay, here's the halfway mark if you want to turn around. And so it's just like little things like that that I really enjoy. So I use the app a ton with all of their workouts. Fun, fun, fun. Okay, we have a couple of questions. Let's start out with, because we're recording this on Christmas Eve day. Kate said, what is your favorite childhood Christmas tradition and favorite adult tradition? Did you have really specific traditions as a kid? Yeah, yeah. We would go to mass. We would always go to mass either the night before on Christmas Eve or Christmas morning. Most of the time we would want to go Christmas Eve because we wanted to get it over with as kids. We were like, we just want to be home on Christmas Day. It was always really fun when we'd go to midnight mass because we were just like, oh my gosh, I'm up so late. This feels really scandalous. So we'd always do mass And then we would, uh, I think we would like do dinner with some friends and family. Um, And then we got home, we would open one gift on Christmas Eve, we always were able to open one gift. And I think this tradition started with my mom's family. So this has been like, you know, throughout the generations, my brother and I would always pick like a gift we thought was kind of a bust. Because we didn't want to, we were like trying to save like the good presents for Christmas Day. I don't know why we did oh, that. Oh, funny. Yeah. So we always would Instead pick like. Instead of going like for the best one, you'd be like, yes. get this dud out of the way. That's hilarious. Yeah. Which no offense, but we'd always choose one from like our uncles. Because we're like, they're probably just going to be like, I don't know, sweater or something. <laughs> so we'd be like, let's pick something not super exciting. And then we'd be like, because we just wanted to keep delaying like the fun of Christmas morning. So that would be our tradition every year. Um, We didn't really have Christmas traditions. I would say the only thing we really did, so my parents got divorced in, when I was in third grade. So when I was a younger kid, the only really thing we did every year that I loved is that we would go get our Christmas tree. My dad, to this day, and for my whole life, has always had like a crappy red pickup truck. It's always, It has to be red and it has to be crappy. And I love that. I love that about your dad. It's yeah. so great. I think he's on his Wait, third can he come and get your life. treadmill if you want a treadmill? Can he pick it up? Probably. <laughs> he, he wouldn't be able to hoist it, but he could move it but that's just as like because transportation is my dad's love language as we have talked about oh yeah 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 with the limo and like yeah you know, when yeah. we were like kids he would get a limo to take us to the airport because it was like at the same the same cost as a taxi from gun Merrill. like he's just so funny to this day if you need a ride from the airport and you don't ask him he's like why didn't you ask me <gasps> really <laughs> yeah he's like seriously oh, you going to the airport you need a ride <laughs> like if anyone ever from the the boulder area needs a ride to the airport let wow. me know because john Hay loves you- giving rides the airport that is really cute i would love he to loves do it. it i know it's we should so do an uber he would be a yeah. fun uber he would be he, and he is yeah he's a quirky guy anyway so he's always had this like crappy red pickup truck and he has it and then he just like loans it out to people so when i was growing up he had this really old crappy like ford red pickup truck with this huge bed it was like it from the early 80s and we would get in the back and we would fill the back with like comforters and sleeping bags and my older brothers my two half brothers are seven and ten years older than me so when i was little they were teenagers and so 
so they would sit in the back with my twin brother and I, and we would drive down to Boulder, which was like a 20, 30 minute drive. I grew up in the suburbs of Boulder. We would go and pick out our Christmas tree and we would put the Christmas tree in the back of the truck and we would all lay under it and, or like kind of like on the margins. So the branches were like laying over us and then we would drive back home this i, in the I bed know of the you've told me this before tree. but it feels so weird and scary <laughs> like what a random thing to do just kids popping out of the truck when yeah. you like stop at a red light you're like it was the 90s nobody cared i know nobody cared no. people were just like it was the wild people west of seatbelts and thought. safety well, we were laying down so, of like, course you have to like be looking down you i know, yeah you wouldn't couldn't really see us but still that's so funny yeah, i think my the mentality was like well the tree they're under the tree so they're not gonna like pop out because like right. they're laying under a big sharp tree so that was really fun that was like the probably we didn't really have any like christmas eve sometimes we would go to church sometimes not my dad was raised episcopalian and episcopalian church services are like right on the continuum with mass they're not quite as formal but they're very formal a lot of standing a lot of sitting a lot of kneeling a lot of um you know him they're beautiful though like those are the types of church services where when it's on christmas or easter like i can really appreciate really the ritual beautiful. of it yeah and i try not to like overthink the yeah the back <laughs> i know you try not to go to the place of like well those are yeah. just some problematic behavior and yeah but it's yeah the the like ritual of it and the churches are gorgeous the like, churches are churches gorgeous are you like feel the energy mm-hmm. when i lived downtown i would go to the the big church in downtown denver i lived right there and it was always so kind of like intimidating it's almost like okay the fear of god just like watch it just walking in this church <laughs> Totally. Totally. Sarah says, when we drove cross country for Christmas, my parents just put a mattress in the back of a minivan, no seatbelts in sights. We would do the same thing. When we drove to Arkansas every summer, we would have, like, we always had, like, a Jeep or a Suburban or something. We would put the seats down and just, like, that was it. We just put blankets in the back and, like, all the kids just sat in the back. It was just flying around. If someone made a quick stop, you better hold on. Yeah. Exactly. I did get, like, yeah, everyone kind of got, like, jostled around from time to time. But (laughs) I told you the story about the lady with the van, right? When we were, like, sitting on our way to school we would carpool with the neighborhood and it does not sound familiar oh i've told the story i know it but we it was one of those old scooby-doo vans where in the back there was a bunch of bench seating and then there were pads on top of the seats this neighbor driver bless her heart she drove like bad out of hell so the kids would be sitting on these benches with the pad on the top she made a quick stop and one of our neighbors neighbor kids flew to the front like aladdin on the carpet to the front of the, <laughs> to the front of the car because she stopped so fast and she just flew <laughs> she was fine but like those are the days that was totally normal. And then, like, we'd get to school and the door, the big sliding door would open and ever, like, kids would just, like, fall out like a clown car. It was just so crazy. So That's funny. Um, this is a really cute question. Oh, and then traditions as adults, right? That was the other one. Yeah. The one that I've, like, forced my family to adopt, which I've talked about, is going skiing on Christmas morning. So we wake up, do our stockings, go skiing, and come back, and then do our presents. And so it's kind of nice because it sort of, like, makes the day, the morning feel a little bit longer. You know, like, when I was a kid, we would do presents, and we would all, we, we were the type of family that did them one by one. Like, you'd have to go one person at a time to try to draw it out. But even still, you're done by, like, 9.30. And then, right. Like, well, yeah. And then you're like, now what do we do? <laughs> Right. And so this is nice because we go skiing and we don't ski that long. We ski for maybe like two hours and then come home. And it's nice because we have this little like ski hill that's only an hour away. So, but 
even still, by the time we get back, it's like 11 or 12. And so then we have like an hour of presents. And now it's like well into the afternoon and we can kind of, you know, go do our Christmas day, like dinner or whatever we're going to go do. And we don't feel like we're just all looking around staring at each other, like eating monkey bread or something. You know, I adopted Scott's tradition. So now we open gifts on Christmas Eve because Scott's family opened gifts on Christmas Eve. And then Christmas morning is the stocking. So that is what Santa filled was the stocking. So then you opened up your stockings on Christmas day. So that's what we do now, which when we first started dating and got married, that was like the weirdest thing to me. I was like, no, you open one present. (laughs) And I think there was like this, there's always been this feeling of like delaying the gratification. Like I just wanted to extend it as long as possible because I was always very afraid and sad when things were over. So then if you like start it on Christmas Eve, I'm like, then, you know, it's so silly, but that was my mindset. So now we open Christmas gifts on Christmas Eve and then the stockings on Christmas Day. You know, when we're in Oklahoma, we typically like online shop with all of our gift cards or like we'll go see a movie you know, the places that are open on Christmas Day, we'll go to Starbucks. This year, I'm really excited. This will be over by the time this one airs. But this year, we're going to a Nuggets game on Christmas Day because the Nuggets are playing on Christmas Day. And Scott loves the Nuggets, huge NBA fan. They don't really ever play on Christmas Day because in historically, they haven't had usually you have to like win the championship to have like a pretty high profile game like that. So he's very excited because we're going to go to a game, a Nuggets game on Christmas Day. I have to get to this one before we go on to the next one. Okay, this next question, we are disclaiming uh, earmuffs if you have kids listening. And if Santa still comes to your house, yeah, maybe fast forward for like the next five to six minutes. Three, two, one. Emily said they did a cute question of the day for the holiday at work. When did you stop believing in Santa and why? I think I was like eight and it's because I asked my parents and they finally... We're like, no. So it was not, it was anticlimactic. It was just really, mine was so funny. Mine was, I was starting to question, saw that my mom had put this like toothbrush in my stocking. It was like a toothbrush with toothpaste in it or something. It was like this random gift, right? So I saw that and it was from like Santa. Like the gift was like from the stocking was like all these gifts were from Santa. Okay. So back up. It wasn't my mom, quote unquote, my mom that had put it there, but I thought it was from Santa. And then when I was going through this drawer, like we had this drunk drawer, I saw the same toothbrush with toothpaste combo (laughs) in the drawer. And I was like, wait a minute. So this was like starting, I have this like, that was a very vivid thing when I was like, wait a minute, my suspicions are correct. And I was around eight, same age. Then the neighbors came over that morning because we were just like sharing all of our gifts. This was this like huge Mormon family where all like, we had like 14, 15 year olds to seven year olds, right? And the seven year old came over and she was like, I was like, yeah, this is from Santa. She's like, Santa's not real because like, all the older siblings are like, you idiot, Santa's not real. Like they tell, they burst that bubble right away because siblings are jerks. And so I just remember being like, yes, he is. Because my mom was right there and I was so embarrassed. I remember being like, don't say that for my mom. Like if my mom knows that Santa's like, that I know, like this is a, this can't happen. So I just totally remember being super embarrassed and being like, yes, he is. And she's like, Santa's not real. And then that was kind of the year that like the jig was up. Oh, buddy. That's really funny. We have a lot of people in the chat saying, Mackenzie said, I got presents that said from Santa in my mom's handwriting. <laughs> you start. 
I am really careful about that. Stephanie says, I was eight or nine, which I think is late. I caught my mom acting as tooth fairy, so I stopped believing the tooth fairy earlier, but somehow held on to Santa for a while longer. That's Sarah so says, cute. I work hard to write in cursive on my kids' Santa's tag. What if you write with your op- like non-dominant hand? Does that help? Emily says, two of my colleagues said their parents never told them that Santa was real, and they had to keep it a secret. Apparently, they walked around with a lot of swagger in elementary school. Okay. That's really funny. That's so funny. I love it. My older brothers were really in on it and they would wake me up in the middle of the night on Christmas Eve after all the presents were there and they'd be like look Santa came they'd like get a flashlight and like shine it into the living room and pull me out of bed so that was always really fun so fun how everyone is like so in on it yeah okay let's take a quick break and talk about our sponsor of the week. We have been working with amazing sponsors throughout the years. We bring you the best of the best. This episode is sponsored by Purity Woods. Our favorite, amazing, amazing face lotion. We talked about this a couple weeks ago, and we got so many DMs that were like, really? Yes, really. Yes, really. It's so good. I look forward to putting it on every morning and every night. I have never in my life been this into a lotion of any kind. I am not a lotion girl. I'm really not. Joy, product girly. She puts creams and everything. like All the lotions. It, I've tried them all. Try it. I am not a lotion person at all. I have tried to, in my life, develop a face moisturizing routine and failed dozens of times. This is the first face lotion I've ever used, truly, that I look forward to putting on. It's lightweight, but it makes you feel really like really soaks in. So it just like makes your skin feel so soft. If you pair it with like a little exfoliating routine, your skin is going to feel unbelievably soft. It's amazing for winter. As you guys know, we live in Colorado. It's a really dry climate. My skin has never been healthier in the winter. If you want to try this out, it is the Purity Woods Age Defying Dream Cream. It is just like the most wonderful daily moisturizer you're ever going to use. So if you want to give it a shot, go to puritywoods.com, P-U-R-I-T-Y-W-O-O-D-S.com, enter code JOY for 27% off your first order. So that's going to give you 10% off of a 17% site-wide deal. So a 27% total off your order. This will make you a face lotion convert. I've even tried like the super, super expensive ones and this one's better, I promise. It's so good. Thank you so much for supporting the brands that support our podcast. We do not bring you any products that we don't personally love. So truly, I use this every day and I really think you're going to love it. Okay, let's get into some questions. Someone asked if we have a word of the year yet. Did you decide I on that? I'm going to do a word this year. I think um I think I'm just going to do the list. I liked yeah, some years the, the word feels right this year not so much. Are you Mine? Yeah, I think I am. Mine is going to be growth. Don't ask me why. But it just came to me. <laughs> I was like, this is what I need. <laughs> Great. I did a year, a word a couple years in a row. And I kind of ping pong back and forth between like, oh, I just want something like really broad that I can kind of like use as the North Star versus this year. I'm more like, no, I want like quirky little things to do to just sort of like little surprise and delights. Like that's almost how I'm looking at my New Year's resolution list is like making a list of surprise and delights for myself that I'm going to force myself to do. I'm very excited. I also have been reading this book. Have you heard of, I'm sure you have heard of this book, Outlive. It's by Peter Atia, Atia, A-T-T-I-A. And he is a former uh, cancer surgeon. I'm sure there's a better word for that. I don't know what it is. <laughs> and 
He like was in medical school. He dropped out of his last year of residency because he was like, this is not working. You know, I'm just operating on all these patients, but I can't actually help them. Like by the time they get to me, they're too sick. And then he like went into the finance world for a while and did that and then came back into medicine. Oncologist, thank you, Sarah. Yeah, surgical oncologist. He then ever since has been working with people to try to help them with their like longevity. And he, this the whole premise of this book is he's like, I don't, I'm technically like I work in the field of longevity. But I don't really like the word longevity because I think it focuses too much on just your lifespan and not on your quality of life. And like, I don't want you to live to 90 if you haven't been able to do the things you enjoyed since you were 75. Like, I want you to be able to enjoy the things you, to do the things you enjoy until you're 90. And so here's how you can do that. And so this whole book is sort of this like, he talks about how in America, in like Western society, we've gotten really good at preventing what he calls fast death, like accidents, um, infections, like things where they take you out pretty quickly. But we really haven't made any progress on slow, quote unquote, slow death, which is like diabetes, heart disease, cancer, and dementia related diseases. And he says like we have gotten better about heart disease, but more so because we've gotten better at treating heart attacks. But we still haven't like really gone that far in preventing heart disease in the first place. So he like breaks it down by those four different categories and talks a lot about like here is the science behind what's going on and like why it matters to start like why prevention is so important basically the whole book is about like in our society we don't treat things until you're symptomatic or until you reach certain medical markers for having an active version of this thing like diabetes for example like you don't get treated for diabetes until you are pre-diabetic or diabetic but really type 2 diabetes is a condition that has been building up for years and years and years and here's what that actually means in at a cellular level. He does a pretty good good job. I'm not getting too nitty-gritty, but you can listen for it to it for free on Spotify Premium. I would recommend it. It's pretty good. It, he also has like he was like big into keto for a while and he talks about like I used to think everyone should go on a keto diet, everyone should do extended fasting, but I now realize that like that was stupid and and no there's no one size fits all for everyone. So I like the fact also that he like talks about, hey, yeah, I used to be one of those people who thought like there was the one true way. And now I realize that's stupid. And, uh, you know, not there's nothing, no one thing that's going to work for everyone, not only because humans are really unpredictable, but because our bodies are super different. And well, that's what I, I always think. I'm like, OK, if you just look at all these, quote unquote, fad diets that come and go is, you know, we're still doing just fine. And you're always going to hear about the people that are like, you know, I always think about this like 90 year old that was like, the secret to my longevity is I drink one beer a day. You know, like you just never. Yeah, he talks about those people and he's like, you know, <laughs> you just that... like, just live your life. Just live your life. Just So live he your life. really just goes into like, you know, if you want to be still doing the things you want to do at 90 or 100, and right now you're in your 40s, you need to get intentional about it if you really want to get there. And yeah, like some people will get there anyway, but that is probably a mix of genetics and dumb luck. And other people who you do see, like, it's like, yeah, they're, they're, they'll say like, yeah, my secret is riding my bike every day. Well, what does that entail? And entails being having good balance, having good coordination, having a decent cardiovascular health. Like those are all, you know, like being able to ride your bike at 90 is not an accident. Like you've been doing that your whole life and maintaining that. It's not like that somebody just like got on their bike for the first time at 90, most likely. So it's an interesting book. The reason I thought of it was because it's made me think of like, are there things that I, you know, I always have joked like my my fitness goal and not even joked. I've always said my fitness goal is to be able to garden without getting sore. His thing, he the way he breaks it down is like, let's say you want to be able to go hiking at 80. That requires this VO2 max. 
You may have that VO2 max at 50 and like good for you, but the science shows that you lose 10% of your VO2 max, you know, every, I forget this stuff, but like every couple of years, your, your VO2 max is going to go down naturally as you get older. And so really, if you want to be, have a VO2 max of 30 at age 80, you need to have a VO2 max at 50 of someone who is in their 30s. Like you need to backdate it. So it's made me start thinking about like, are there other, are there anything, is there anything like that? Like, do I want to go get my VO2 max tested? Like, would that be fun? I have had it, I've had my VO2 max tested once and it was terrible, but like, would it be an interesting thing to know? Not because I want to like go trail run. We all, God knows I don't want to do that ever again. It is interesting to me to think about it. Like with that lens, I've always really been interested in that lens of like super long term. And that is, I think what I've always liked about CrossFit also is that you do, you can find the pockets where they're like, yeah, you need to learn, you need to be able to squat because that's how you're going to get up off the couch when you're 90. Or you need to be able to do a burpee because that's how you're going to be able to get up off the floor if you fall down. Or you need to be able to deadlift because that's how you're going to pick up your bag of dog food or your bag of groceries even in your 90s. When you were thinking, when you said the word, your word is growth, it just like that just sparked a little in my brain of like, if I were to have a word, it might be tied to something like in that category. As I've been listening to this book, I thought like, yeah, I could be a lot more intentional about getting ready for like the second half of my life. Yeah, I think that's a, it's good to think about. I like to swing the pendulum a little bit both ways where I'm like, and I want to live for the now. I don't want to worry about, you know, I want to be, I want to keep my health, myself healthy as, as much as I can now, because, you know, obviously as we age, things start to decline. We can't rebound as much as as quick as we used to. I'm reading the book Hidden Potential by Adam Grant, The Science of Achieving Greater Things. I I have a hard time with Adam Grant. I love Adam Grant. I'm a devotee. His work-life podcast is one of my favorites. It really got me through the hardest time when I was at Kaiser. It's, yeah, I mean, he really validated a lot of things for me as far as like a good workplace. The whole work-life podcast is about making work not suck. But hidden potential is like more about achieving. So I'm that I just started it. So I'll give you a review. I have a hard time a little bit with like all of those productivity people. I did. I don't know, like Simon Sinek and those types. It's like I can do a little bit, but I don't like him either. Adam Grant, I like because I I feel like he's not. I don't know. Sometimes it just when you listen to it, you're kind of feeling like you're you're not doing enough, or or not only that. There's just like way too many white men that are like telling us how to live our yeah, lives. Yeah, right. I'm like, so, mm. <laughs> so there's a little bit of that, but I I like the way that he, the the audio book is structured because he actually interviews the people that he's writing about, so it's not super dry. But yeah, so I totally hear you. Like I can't really listen to. <laughs> I'm not gonna. We're not gonna name names, but I always screenshot this one super beefy white dude that is like, <laughs> live for today. <laughs> You, oh, wow. you're not it's dead just, yet. Start today. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what are you? <laughs> he had this post the other day. I doubt anybody really follows him. And he's listening to this. People yeah. follow him for sure. But not sure. if you listen to this, you probably don't. And it was like, if physical weakness is showing the world your lack of self-esteem, unacceptable. <laughs> it's like, oh, wow. Self-worth, not self-esteem. Your lack of self-worth. I was like. And Joey screenshot it and sent it to me. I was like, oh, yeah, this is. I always send so it to Claire, good. like, this is your motivation for the day. Cause it's yeah. like so, it's just, it's like. It's so over uh, the top. It's so over the top. <laughs> it's so, what is the word of it? It's like not presumptuous, but it's also kind of like. Self indulgent? Self indulgent and also like. Tone deaf? Yeah, there's a lot of. Tone deaf? Like yeah. It, like all of the things were like, really? Is that is that all it is? We just have to start <laughs> believing in ourselves. 
just pull harder. Just pull harder. Just pull harder. Just pull harder. Although I, I always hesitate to use that because that comment when it was given to me was given with such tr- a pure heart. That's a pure Coach heart. Mike. Sure. Like yeah. from the, or, the origin story of that is purity yeah. and we love Coach Mike. But then let's take it to the level of just like as simplifying it in a way that's like it's not yeah. as simple as no it rest is. Days. Yeah. Like no, rest no rest days. days. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Sarah says mm-hmm. never skip leg day. Never skip, never leg, skip day. leg day. No rest no days. Okay, this is a random one, but I love it. What cars do you currently drive and what is your dream car? I drive a Subaru Outback, which is my dream car. (laughs) I love love my Outback. Yeah, Outbacks are just everywhere in Colorado. Because they're so good. They're so good. I, I also have had, I've had an Impreza, which I did like, but it was a little small if you have kids and you need the cargo space. And I've had a Crosstrek, which I didn't like because it was basically an Impreza on an Outback frame is how it felt to drive it so it was like you didn't have the cargo space you needed but you also gave up the like agility of a smaller car frame so i just love the outback i'm on my this is my second or third outback i love it i I don't think i'll ever drive anything else unless i get the ascent which has a third row of seats oh yes that's what jess has and yeah third row seating Mm -hmm. it's like a true suv but I do love my Outback a lot. I drive, well, Scott and I kind of share our cars. We have a Chevy Bolt and then we also have a Tesla. I love both because we love electric cars. Scott loves electric cars. When my Tesla was in the shop for the hail damage, <laughs> I had to like fill up a tank of gas. I was so infuriated. I was like, what is this nonsense of filling up a tank of gas? <laughs> you get real used to plugging in that car for batteries. It's quite convenient. So I love that. I do have to say as much as I am not a fan of Elon Musk, the Tesla is probably one of the best cars I've ever driven. It is so fast. If you like are turning a corner and you're like pulling out in front of somebody, it is so fun to see people like get mad that you like kind of cut them off, but you just take off so fast that they're like, you leave them in the dust and it's just, it's a great car. It is nice inside. It feels very roomy. Yeah. I really love it. As much as I like don't want to love it, it's yeah. That's going to be hard to change from. It's, it's such bougie, a nice car. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's really great. The update really quick on that whole, remember when I told the story about when we had to take our car in for hail damage and that guy was really mean to me. So my friend and I, my friend that's in like the collision business has been helping me kind of like, f- just keep them honest. Let's put it that way. Cause they've been doing some, sh- some shady stuff. We got our car back finally, but there's just been some shady things that we're like asking them to clarify. After we picked up our car, I was like, hey, I need this information so I can present it to our insurance company just to like see if they can like reimburse us for some of the out-of-pocket costs that came up. He wrote back and he was like, so defensive and rude to me, blah, blah, blah. Here's what you need. But then at the end, he pretty much shamed me for having my insurance company. He was like, I told you before you even started working with us that you could go to another body shop and that we always have problems with this insurance company. So I told you that from the beginning. And I was like, okay, this is where I lost that. I drew the line. I was like, you, that is my pet peeve slash weakness. When someone doesn't know who I am and talks to me that way, (laughs) like, oh no, you did not. And so I wrote him back and I copied his managers and I said, blah, blah, blah. Here, I am basically just asking for information from you because I need to present this to my company. I don't need another lecture about why I chose my insurance company and why I chose to go with you, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, so now we're in a battle. I was like, you're, you have been completely rude to us this entire time. I've ignored it until this point because it is completely disrespectful to a customer. So I'm like, 
I'm fired up now. <laughs> I don't know if anything's going to change, but I was so mad when he did that. I was like, he just blamed, he, first of all, he blamed me on the phone when we first started working because he was like, if you go with us, blah, blah, blah. I told, he had this like blurb in his email signature at the bottom that was like, if you have this insurance, just know that they will probably not pay the full price, whatever. And I'm like, Okay, so I was supposed to like read your email blurb. He's been such a jerk to us, but um, okay, moving on. Uh, that's the car I drive. <laughs> Part of me is like, I don't want to ever be in like a situation like that ever again. So I kind of want to go back to the days where I just drove my dad's cars around that were like beaters and like fixer uppers because it's just like so much less pre- pressure than to drive like a nicer car. But Scott's bougie. So we have a Tesla. All right. I think we have time for one more. Do you have any good non-alcoholic wines that you like? I'm not a non-alcoholic person. Absolutely not. I've tried them. They're disgusting. I'm sorry. I just like, don't do it. They're so gross. They taste like grape juice. Just like drink grape juice because- go get some Martinelli's and call it a day. Yeah. It it is not worth it. I have tried. And if you come at me and be like, this one's good. It's not. It's not. They're so disgusting. It's not. Go stick to the um, untitled art, non-alcoholic beers. If you want any type of like non-alcoholic drinks that like taste kind of fun and spritzery, Untitled Art has the best ones. So that's the only thing I will endorse for non-alcoholic. If you have really good non-alcoholic solutions, please send them to my to me in our email. This is joinclairgmail.com. Yeah. I'm always taking suggestions. Do not come at me with some great non-alcoholic wine. It does not exist. <laughs> I like the good, like the non-alcoholic spirits, like Seed Lip or some of those where I feel like you can kind of get the gist, but it's kind of because like if you are doing a mixed drink, I feel like it's easier to make it. Yes. Still feel like you're getting something that's like fun. Like when we went to Softa. Yeah, totally. And those non-alcoholic little spritzers were so good when you have all those combos of flavors. Yeah, And then like a little bit bitter. It doesn't taste like soda. I love it. So somebody asked for my favorite soup recipe. I talk about this a lot, but I'm going to say it again because I love it. It's called Gundi, G-U-N-D-I. It is a Persian chicken meatball soup that is sort of like a take on a full on a matzo ball soup but it has like cumin and coriander and turmeric and it's made with like some chickpea flour in the meatballs it's so good it's just like so nourishing and warm and i just love it so much somebody asked if i've tried any wild rye gear for biking i do have some overalls from wild rye that i love they're a very cute like little lifestyle brand for mountain biking a lot of people sent me by the way some good recommendations for mountain biking podcasts um that are women hosted the, the main one that people sent was um something with the word femme in it. Now I can't remember what it was. If you're listening, you know what it is. But yeah, I still think Jess and I are going to try to see if we can get a little mountain women's mountain biking podcast off the ground. It'll be fun. So if anybody is into mountain biking, we'll probably do that sometime in like February at this point. <laughs> It'll be fun. Why not? All of my hobbies have to have podcasts. Emily says, I would love to do some mountain bike group rides. Yeah, if you're in the area and you love going slow, Slow Girls Mountain Bike Club would be very fun to start. I do a lot of breaks which is great. Any big falls yet? No, zero falls, period, which I'm very worried about because I feel like I'm building up bad juju about not having fallen and my first fall is going to be massive. But I took my bike out on Marshall Mesa with Jess last, my friend Jess last week, different Jess than the group chat Jess 
there's so many Jessicas. If you were born in the 80s and your name is Jessica, it just is what it is. And actually, I think she was born in the 70s. It was, it's interesting. It's just interesting, like how this bike, I've been talking about like the travel and the suspension. I got to figure it out, but I'm having a good time. And then last but not least, we heard your New Year's plans. You're going to your parents' house. We're going to be in Costa Rica. We're going out to dinner, apparently. I don't really know what that means. The most wonderful thing about this trip has been that my sister-in-law has really, she hasn't planned the whole thing necessarily, but she's really taken the lead on being like, hey, we're thinking about doing this. Would anyone else want to? And I'm like, yes, thank you. Thank you for ideating because I am really, my brain is empty. We had, this is in the news and so it's like not secret. There was a major cyber attack on the company that owns my, the brand I work for the week before Christmas. It was significant. So the last week and then this upcoming week have just not been like the relaxing kind of sleigh ride into 2024 that we all needed. So I'm really excited to be able to go on this vacation and was especially excited when my sister-in-law was like, hey, what about this? Because I was like, yeah, please. Yes, please take take over. I can't add anything else to my brain. (laughs) Take the wheel. Caressa, take the wheel. I think that's it. I think that's it for today. What do you think? I think that's it. I would like to make a New Year's request for all of our friends listening is to share with a friend, share our podcast, tag us in your stories, let us know what you like about the podcast, or even things that you would like to have us talk about in this year. Always love having topic recommendations. You can email us. This is joyandclaire at gmail.com. And also someone recommended that we bring back the voice memos, which might be really fun. So if you want to send us a voice memo, just record it on your phone in your car is best because it's really quiet. Hold that microphone up to your mouth. Send us a voice memo of maybe what you're doing in the new year, maybe how your holidays were. I don't know. Any advice for our listeners? We love a voice memo and we can play it on the podcast. That's always really fun for us. So maybe we'll bring that back 2024. Don't forget to check out the Purity Woods Age Defying Dream Cream. Has so many amazing, wonderful ingredients. You guys are going to love it. Puritywoods.com forward slash joy. That'll take you directly to that product or go enter code joy at checkout for an additional 10% off your first order. So that is a total of 27% off because there's another promo that goes on when you get your first order on puritywoods.com. You're going to love it. Thank you for supporting the brands that support our podcast. You can find us on Instagram at joyandclaire underscore. You can go to our website, joyandclaire.com. You can email us. This is joyandclaire at gmail.com. Happy New Year. We'll talk to you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.